Get ready to have a blast with the newest adult party game from Hasbro, Centipede Twister. Everyone remembers the awkward poses and sexual tension from the classic Twister. Well, now we cut that tension like a hot knife through your Achilles tendon. Centipede Twister is just like regular Twister, but instead of having one spinner to indicate which appendage goes where, there's a second spinner to indicate mouth or butt to, well, mouth or butt. See where your game takes you and make sure you watch what you eat beforehand. Centipede Twister. It'll grow on you. Is this a metal thing? Yes. I've never been excited for a game like I have been for Centipede Twister, Bryce. <laughs> I mean, you it's know- pretty rare when when you it's it's a pretty unique thing these like um these ads that we write. Uh-huh. Every once in a while you're just like I'm a fucking golden god. <laughs> Because everybody knows that Twister's like the game where you get to lightly touch the uh-huh. arm of the person you like. Uh-huh. And so just adding another <laughs> another spinner that's like, have sex with them. <laughs> it seems it seems like a that, hole in one. That should just be Twister. Instead of like a mat on the floor, just put dots all over people's bodies. Oh, yeah. Like like the red dots on their asshole. Like, (laughs) all right. And then the blue dot is on your mouth. All right. Blue dots on red dots. If you you haven't guessed, we have a real treat for you today. Welcome to Horror Movie Talk. Um, Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Brent's uh, Hartfelt, who holds a PhD in... And me, Professor... David Day, the foremost expert in Scare No-Nos. Um, great show today. Actually really excited about this. Uh, we're going to be reviewing Human Centipede 2. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? So what's the origin of this episode? The origin of this episode is we hit 125. We actually blew past our goal for 125 patrons um and thank you so much oh uh, yeah you can bring up that list thank all the most here's all 125 of them susan k jaron h al dylan p amy h charles c matt Get, okay. I'll, okay. I won't do all 20. Thank you, everybody who has been supporting us on Patreon. Because we hit 125 uh, patrons, we're doing a special thing for the patrons. Uh, we're releasing a commentary track to go with one of the grossest movies ever made, Human Centipede 2, only on Patreon over there. So if you'd like to hear that commentary track, become a patron at any level. And uh, and you can listen to that 
uh, right away. Mm -hmm. But in the meantime, you can listen to our review of The Human Centipede 2. And the commentary track, if you can't tell, is a track where you watch Human Centipede 2 and you get to hear us laughing and experiencing it along with you and experiencing it along with you that's right um which let me tell you makes the experience much better yeah because <laughs> it is a harrowing uh hour and 30 minutes you know i we've done two of them now we've done one for human centipede and this one for human centipede too i would like feedback on which on how well they went for people that listen to them mm -hmm. if anyone's listened to them yeah but I feel like it's better to do a commentary track on a movie that you've watched and you like. Oh. Than one that... I thought it went really well. I thought our commentary track on Human Centipede... I had a absolute blast. Yeah, I felt there was a lot of dead space. Oh, no. Just from having to watch dead space. You need to, <laughs> you need to go back and, and listen to it because, okay. it because it plays well. Okay. Yeah, it does. Um, I have very little faith in our ability to be entertaining, but people tell us that we're funny, so. Yeah, and if you'd like to support the show or, you know, learn more about the show or anything like that, head over to HorrorMovieTalk.com. All of our episodes, all of our reviews, all of our merch, everything, all of our social media links, all that's over there. Um, big thanks to the patrons. As I said, there's also a link to our Patreon on that website, so you can get there easily. Um, reminder, everybody, we have a charity uh, drive GoFundMe thing going right now for the Trevor Project to help um, the LGBTQIA plus community youth um, give them some support um, when and where they need it. Uh, so please check that out. That's on the homepage of our website, horrormovietalk.com. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe, leave us a nice rating, and, uh, and we'll appreciate you just ever so much. If you'd like to get a hold of the show, call us at 682-253-4468. So, um, we'll start out this show by giving a review and our score for the movie. We score on a scale of 1 to 10, 1 being a miserable dredge. Uh, where it makes you angry, and 10 being so good that it transcends genre boundaries. After we give our score, we get into spoilers, take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film, and later in this episode, we will be renewing an old bit. It came from social media. Oh, wow. If, if you want to get that that bit or that um, drop ready, we're going to need it for later in the episode. Do we have a drop for that? Yeah, yeah. It came from social media. Ah, there's like a bunch oh, of old fifty sounds. Yeah. It's it's a, actually one of my uh, low key one of my favorite ones. Um, so as I said, we watched the Human Centipede two full sequence, and we're treated to one of the most lauded gross out flicks in recent memory. So without any further ado, let's get into the trailer. Hey, I hope you're not time-wasting, you. I've got a dozen people waiting to look at this place. Hey, come on, let's get this lease signed, eh?
Martin, I'm here today because your mother is very worried about you. He keeps on talking about a centipede with 12 people. What does that mean? The centipede can be considered a phallic symbol. Centipedes are very aggressive creatures. Their bite can be very painful. What are you looking at? Maybe he's connecting the pain that a centipede inflicts with the psychological and sexual abuse inflicted on him by his father. There's nothing to worry about. I'm sure it's just a passing phase. Hmm? medically accurate one digestive system is this a perverted film you've been talking about this isn't right Martin what you're doing it's wrong <laughs> I'm doing it it's a film you were sending me to film <laughs> This is the unfortunate story of Martin, a diminutive, quiet, and overweight lad who doesn't fancy senseless chit-chat. Martin is a night shift parking lot attendant who has an obsession with the movie The Human Centipede First Sequence. He fantasizes about someday creating his own human centipede, larger and more fleshed out than the one depicted in the movie. Martin's life is depraved in every way that you can imagine. His mother hates him for having his father put away for sexually molesting him. His therapist wants to molest him. His neighbors want to kill him. One day, Martin snaps, and everyone gets more poop mouth than they bargained for. (sighs) My review for The Human Centipede 2 goes a little something like this. The Human Centipede 2 full sequence is a meta-sequel to, you guessed it, The Human Centipede. Martin obsesses over the first movie, and for that, I kind of love this sequel. It's not just the meta that the meta take that's fun. It's the insanity of the whole thing done with a smile and a wink. It's absolutely depraved because it feels like a place and a person and a life that could exist. With this sequel, director Tom Six set out to give, quote, true horror fans a movie, uh, a movie worthy of total disgust. In this, he delivers. I would definitely place this among the grossest movies I've ever watched, right alongside Guinea Pig 2, Flower of Flesh and Blood, and The Sadness. Uh, the enjoyment of The Human Centipede 2 lies in the shock value and the commitment to depravity. The version we watched was in black and white, which kind of added a whole other level of gritty grossness to the already disgusting experience. There were more than a few moments where the comedy in this shone through the waves of nausea, and I laughed out loud with shock, disgust. And by the way, on that commentary track, um, you can hear that. (laughs) 
I admire this movie for what it is, uh, which is an attempt to make you watch it through your fingers. Most people will find this movie to be absolutely uncalled for and totally devoid of entertainment value. And this movie is not for those people. (laughs) The genius part about Human Centipede 2 is that it uses those people who shouldn't be watching it as a siren song to get to those who should be watching it. Human Centipede 2 exists, and that's enough for me. Uh, For the seasoned horror fan, this isn't a scary movie in terms of being thrilled or startled. It's scary because of what it puts into your soul. Um, I don't love this movie by any means, but I have a weird respect for it and what it made me do, which is watch this movie. Somehow, the existence of this movie made me go... Well, I have to watch that movie. And it was a long time of like me being like, I've never watched that movie. Right. And then I kind of want to watch that movie. And right. Then, and then like psyching myself up into it. Like, it can't be that bad. And then and then it wasn't really that bad, but it was pretty fucking gnarly. Um, yeah, I talked about it on the commentary. It's like, I, I feel like the way David approached this movie is the same way like a toddler talks a lot about things that they're scared of. Okay, why do I to have to be to, a toddler in this? To, like, self-assure them. Like, Mommy, that, that shark's in the water. Like, uh-huh, yeah, yeah. He That's, can't come on land. The shark can't come on land, though. No, no. <laughs> sharks, sharks, are, sharks are bad. Yeah, honey, it's okay. And so they're like, you can tell that they're really, like, dreading the idea of a shark. Or being close to a shark, and they just want to, like, get your assurance of it. The same way, like, I don't give two thoughts to Human Centipede, but I feel like David mentions it relatively often among, like, the movies that are mentioned. It's like, yeah, Human here, Human Centipede is one of those really intense movies. You mean two? Human Centipede 2 is, like, like really, really intense. Like, it's supposed to be a real miserable time. And you've said that for a while, where I'm like, I think he really doesn't want to watch this movie. But at the same time, you have the weird attractions of like, I have to watch this movie. Yeah, I like you know? I like what it what it did to me. It was like, yeah. hey, hey, yeah, I, I'm over here. You gotta watch me. And I was like, yeah, no, I don't wanna. You can't make me. And I was like, yeah, you wanna. Yeah, for me, I have I have a real soft spot in my heart for Human Centipede. Mm-hmm. Where it's it's legit one of my favorite horror movies. He's not joking. I think it might be in your top five, is it? Uh, it's top ten. I don't think it's top five. But it lives in this this area that's just right in my wheelhouse of like intense, intense dark comedy. Where it takes itself utterly seriously... But it adds these, like, really goofy, um, like, over-the-top elements where you can't tell whether this is even that part is serious or not. And it's like, is this... Are we supposed to be laughing at Dieter, Laser? Like, Or is this... Is this supposed to be 
like actually menacing this this evil scientist you know yeah and uh i i prefer the former where it's like this is like a crazy evil scientist a la like you know 1950s black and white movies mm-hmm. lab code. put into this ultra disgusting concept right and uh i was very into it and uh this one i'm not because yeah, what's your experience it doesn't, with, with it doesn't have any of that charm it's not as like um over the top like goofy in the same aspects that the I, I'm not. I'm not using the right words. It's I not, disagree. It's not goofy. I disagree. It feels this movie feels so goofy. Um, and it just this this falls into that realm of like this feels like a student film of a student trying to be edgy, to where it's not. It's not enjoyable for most of the movie for me. Where it's like, okay, this is the same thing happening over and over again. He like this kind of disgusting little mole person like going finding a victim taking him and taking him back to the warehouse and that's like an hour of the movie is that over and over again yeah but you get little snippets of you his get, life you get little asides of like oh yeah he's you know he's this obsessive guy and his home life is bad and it's really disgusting it's like all just like to make you feel uncomfortable and gross in that aspect but also it's very boring to me and then it gets to the last act where all the human centipede action takes part and that's where it's like okay now this is good stuff like it's disgusting it's shocking and it's like over the top to the point of like yeah this is getting ridiculous you know and you kind of see through the the film to like the intention of the director where he's like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to fuck some people up with this with this shit yeah i mean literally with this shit um and that stuff i like you know (laughs) and i feel like that that part where it's over the top and like ridiculous but taken very seriously like um that's like the that's the gold and then they just don't do that for two thirds of the movie. Two thirds of the movie is just like watching. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's just it's just not interesting to me. So like I've uh, I've said this with other films before, and but this is definitely one where it's the case of like this could have been a short. This could have been cut down to just the third act. Really, I mean, you would have needed about ten minutes maybe of the setup of him obsessing over human centipede uh cut to him entering a warehouse with a dozen people like writhing around on the ground you filled in the rest of the movie like you get it like he captured all the people and he set this up that's all you need to know okay you know what we're gonna do because because your touchstone in all this is always um this could have been a short that's it's so, not always. It's only on it's very, movies that are it's very strung out. And, it's very frequent, and that's so. That's such an uninteresting um, criticism to me. The more interesting version of that criticism to me is let's make it better. So we're gonna play let's make it better at the end of this thing because it's. 
I want I want the full feature length version of this movie that is that is compelling and, uh-huh. and interesting. You know, like because it it probably exists, right? Mm-hmm. The, some you could take this the parts that don't work out of this and insert like good good parts to it. That well, yeah. I mean, I'm saying this could have been a short from the editing floor. Like they could have taken this movie and made it into a good short. Mm. Like I'm not saying that this couldn't have supported a feature length film, but not with this footage, like not with this script or storyline. Like that's different. Like, and I don't say it that often. When's the last time I've said that? You said it last, uh, the last on episode Ma- on mad God. No, I said um, it because it was like a, it was the same thing. It's the same thing over and over again. Um, no, I, no, I, I can't remember. I would have to, I would have to open my phone and look at it, but it's been, it's been, it's been said recently. Um, hey, it's a, it's a fair criticism of, of your criticism. I feel like, I feel like you say it should have been shorter way more often than I do. I say, well, yeah, but my, but my version of that is not, it could have been a short. My version of that is you need to cut 15 minutes off of this fucking movie. Mm. Um, because I don't know. I, I can just, to me, I want the full feature length movie. I just want it to be tight, and and when there's a bunch of extra bullshit, you know. When, I mean, see, like I, the I, number twenty three. Like, oh, do you remember watching the number twenty three? And they gave you the ending twenty minutes before the movie ended, and it was like, oh, that. Just well, felt- that's a different case because the number twenty three just shouldn't have existed. That entire movie. That like, was a horrible movie. But I don't. I don't think it's a knock to say like something would be better as a short because I don't know I've seen some really good short films that are like I can't imagine that being better by by adding anything to it like well, there's, I, there's I guess... some really really good stuff do you ever see uh Ari Aster's something see, about the Johnsons this is this is the thing this is this is why I don't like that criticism is because I literally I'll go out of my way never to watch a short because I don't care don't there's care. a lot of really great shorts that's i guess that's the thing is you don't like them so yeah. that seems offensive to suggest yeah it does seem offensive be to suggest because it's like because it's just a, a shittier version of a good thing you know it's like uh have I, you ever seen a good episode of television i'll tell you pixar does some actual shorts that that i like um but in general i I do, the experience of watching something for eight minutes and then having to find something else to watch. Well, no, not like I mean, short can be like twenty minutes. I mean, it's not like short sub ten minutes. Like the, the it's the format that's offensive to me. I don't like the format. I it's a self contained one off short is not an interesting, compelling thing to me. Okay, well that feels weird. I mean, it feels weird to say that a full feature length, uh, you know, I mean, it's just a taste thing, I guess, you know? I mean, some stories you can tell in a little bit of time, and sometimes it takes two hours. Uh, who knew that Human Centipede 2 would get th- uh, this? Oh, oh, well, what are you giving it? What, what, what are you giving it? Um, I give it like a three, three out of ten. And honestly, it would have been like a one if it, if I weren't like 
pretty uh pretty engaged with the third act like some of the over to- over the top stuff in the end was like okay this is fun yeah. like it's undeniable but i i just it's such a slog through i will never watch this movie again and it's not because like ooh it's gross and felt made me feel bad which it did but it's more of like what a slog for like it's not worth the payoff that lead up to it i'm pretty excited to watch human centipede 3 for all the wrong reasons i'm 100 <laughs> percent certain like i've heard that it's terrible mm-hmm. like it's just so over the top and and uh-huh. ridiculous that it's it's absurdly it's an absurd thing to watch so now i'm like <laughs> well, let's do that um but yeah no i it's interesting i i given this a six yeah you sure are i think the comedy in this throughout this is the darkest darkest comedy you can possibly i've but genuine a lot of moments where i was like delighted at the just little tiny winks through yeah. the through the darkest grossest nastiest um stuff you can possibly imagine and you know what? I did not see this row coming out of it of being like, shorts suck. And you'd be like, no, shorts are a valid know, criticism. It's, well, it's a bold statement to be like, well, that's a cop out criticism. It's like, okay, that's not. Well, I know to me, it's it's an offensive criticism. I know. And that's that's the shocking thing. Yeah. Is that it's like because it's demeaning to tell a, a short story in the short time frame. Well, it's no, the demeaning thing is to look at a full feature length movie and be and and be like, this could be a this should be a short. Right. That that says. uh, I mean, it's uh, that is demeaning. Right. I mean, and I don't. And when it's said about a movie that you're like, kind of like this. Yeah, it's it's like it's like oh yeah if you had said it about a movie that i hated if you just said it and you did say it about the number 23 on board because i hated that movie i hated that movie so much but i guess it stems from the well, fact that i kind of like this movie well it's a difference between saying like you're making it a short because you hate it and you want it to be shorter so it's less painful to between that and no, saying, the number twenty three would have been better as a short. Would have been objectively a better. See, movie. if I if I see a movie I hate, it's there's no fixing it. It's like no, this is a bad concept, and just dumb. This is a dumb and poorly executed concept. At that, like there's no saving it on mm. the editing floor. Right. Like with this, like I can see redeeming value in it that's being dragged down by all this extraneous bullshit that doesn't serve the story at all. Well, that's just like your opinion, man. <laughs> Calmer than you are. <laughs> no, I yeah, I get what you're saying now and uh and I guess I will retract a little bit of the shade that I threw on you mm-hmm. because it does have to do with me being offended that you don't like the parts of this movie that I, I kind of like, you right. know. So, so I'll give you that. 
I will, I will, I will admit that. Yeah, a lot of my criticism of your criticism uh-huh. stems from the fact that. Mm-hmm. Hey, I like this. Don't right. Don't hurt it. Human centipede two is frail and needs your support. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kicking it while it's down. Yeah. <laughs> How many movies? Well, I don't want to get too far into spoilers before we get into spoilers. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting how. Well, let's do the mid roll and get into spoilers. Okay. Uh, Nightchannels.com Nightchannels.com is where you go if you want to put super awesome horror themed stuff on your body. They got shirts, sweatshirts. I think they have a few hats. They got the super comfy uh, Gildan or is it Glidden? Gildan. Well, they got two different fabrics now. They've got, got like a couple the, different kinds of fabrics you can kind put of on the heavyweight fabric and then like the the nice um, worn in. What's it called? The the blend. Yeah, it's it's some good stuff, and it comes with the most unique prints you've ever seen. And all you got to do is head on over to nightchannels.com and uh, and just surf around a little bit, and I guarantee you'll find something that you just can't live without. And when you do, pop all that stuff in your cart, use code HMT at checkout, and that'll get you 13% off your whole over the whole order over there. So uh, check them out. They've been supporting the show for a long time, and we like them a lot. Also, you should know that if you're listening to these commercials, you don't have to. We cut out all the commercials if you... Um, hop on our Patreon at patreon.com slash horror movie talk um, at a certain level. You also get access to Afterpods. You get a nice card with some stickers, some horror movie talk stickers. Um, you can even vote on one movie a month for us to review. You can even get access to exclusive reviews that are only available on Patreon. And I think there's about 20 of those, maybe 18, 19, 20 of those now. So check it out over there on patreon.com. Um, and finally, if you'd like to uh, check out our artist who fucks really, really hard, his name's Dustin Goble. And he's, uh, you can find him on Instagram at dgobel00. That's at D G O E B E L 00 on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true. Tell him we sent you because he's that Teflon dick and just he just fucks the shit out of everything with it. He and he's an animal. They call Good him stuff. Yeah, the beast from the Columbus. Sure. I think they do. Yeah, they call definitely them that. do. They, they definitely if you do. want to call and leave us a voicemail, call 682-253-4468. And you might hear yourself on a future episode of Horror Movie Talk. Let's get into spoilers. 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 This is a pretty simple movie. Yep. Yeah. It's almost like it could be boiled down into a short. <laughs> <laughs> It's uh oh the casting in this is yeah I'll say this like Tom Six might have a lot of flaws as a director and writer might have limitations but 
what he's fantastic at. He's the absolute best in the in, in the industry is casting the villains in his movie. Yeah. Like perfect casting for for Martin. Yeah, it's uh it is alarming. Uh this fella I mean what can you say? Uh, he's I mean he feels like the character that Danny DeVito's penguin was based on. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it, like Martin if you've is, seen Batman, Batman uh, Returns, like and uh, Penguin, that's basically Martin. Yeah, just without um, fin f- fingers. Martin is played by Lawrence R. Harvey. He's got eyes that kind of protrude a little bit mm-hmm. too much from his face. He's overweight. He's very small. They call him a midget throughout the movie there's a lot of which isn't a preferred term now problematic language in the human centipede too i'm like can you clean up your words a little bit i'm trying to watch a a movie where 12 people shit into each other's mouth um but let's keep the poop mouth at bay martin uh has a terrible life terrible his it's revealed that he had his father sent to prison for raping him mm. um, and his mom hates him for it, wishes he was dead. His mom, his mom is the grossest character, I think, in the, in the movie to me, because she tries to kill him in his sleep. She sees the bed all full of Martin, what mm-hmm. she thinks is Martin, but it's not. Mm-hmm. He walks in and sees his mom stabbing his bed. To, oof, so gross. And there's this tension in the house, obviously, that's so gnarly, but it made me go, oh, this place exists. This exists for sure. I mean, there are even reality shows about this kind of thing. Like, yeah, like it just made me go. Oh, this is a little slice of real life, (laughs) which is somehow so gross and disturbing. Mm -hmm. Did any part of that come at you? What what were the things that stood out about this movie to you? Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, all that stuff kind of feels false to me. Like it doesn't. It's not. Yeah, in a certain sense, it's reality-based and that people have genuinely miserable lives that are, you know, filled with neglect and trauma and, like, just kind of disgusting conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, but it feels like a movie like this kind of takes it and tries to exploit that and doesn't actually reflect that reality or, or show like what that actually looks like mm-hmm. it's just like just takes the disgusting parts of it and like puts it up front it's like look at this look how does that make you feel mm-hmm. whereas you'd use the same elements and, and portray them um a little more realistic and establish a little more empathy for the characters but that's not the point of this movie you're not supposed to have empathy for martin um, I, weirdly enough i do 
Really? Yeah. I'm like, oh, poor Martin. Yeah. Homicidal. It's. Yeah. I, like, neurodivergent person. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel terrible for him. Like. I think that I think that's a part of this movie that I think probably doesn't ever get talked about because you're just. You, it's so disgusting to have to say that you feel empathy for the grossest bad guy ever. Mm-hmm. Like it's, but it's so gross what happened to him. Like, and the life that he lives is so, and he's so despondent. We don't even ever get to hear him talk through the whole movie. You know, he's just so yeah. resigned and just dedicated to this horrendous thing. And it's like anything that makes that person, it had to be a horrible series of events. Like, yeah, I don't know, but I think that's why I kind of like this movie is because no one will say that, but everyone will feel it a little bit. You didn't feel any empathy for Martin. Again, I feel like in this setting, it feels exploitative. It doesn't feel genuine. Like it's, (laughs) it's almost like, I mean, it's not far off from uh, the movie Precious, you know, where it's like, oh, yeah, you're a... I never saw that movie, by the way. It's a fantastic movie. It's very disturbing. And the reality of just her life is horror enough. Like, you don't need to add anything where it's like, oh, she was basically molested by her mom's boyfriend and her mom, basically. And... Like, her mom is so narcissistic and such a terrible person that, like, won't take any responsibility for anything Mm -hmm. and just makes this poor girl feel miserable about living, you know? And, uh, and you see, like, she's still, like, just such a... The people that give her... uh, It's been a long time since I've watched it, but, like, it's heartbreaking, but, but hopeful, you know, um, and very horrifying, like the way it depicts reality, which is like, oh, yeah, this is happening. Like this stuff happens. And in this context, it's like never thought Precious would have gotten brought in. It's like a, it's, a it's like a crutch. It's like shorthand. It's like, oh, yeah, this guy was molested. So now he's evil. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, OK, that doesn't. I don't know. It, it feels so dismissive of actual human tragedy to serve a um, over-the-top, goofy premise, you know, to where it turns me off. You know, um, it doesn't. It doesn't work to be for me to use that as the setup because it's like it just feels like wrong in a wrong way. To, mm. to utilize it, hmm. um, so yeah, like is the it because he's the, a is it because he's a man? No, hmm. I mean it's it's like just utilizing that to say like oh this is a pitiable character mm-hmm. as opposed to like encouraging like actual understanding or empathy for this person. Well, it's like you don't want that either, though. So it's like because uh, they're going to be murdering people. So I don't know. It it just doesn't land for me. I think is the 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 end result. Yeah, 
perhaps. Um, Martin gets bonking. He's he's got this crowbar. This is a big part of the comedy to me. <laughs> it was the way Martin it, Martin's a spider in a web, uh, you know. Spiders they have their they have their methods to 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 get. get get their flies and martin's method is literally to walk up to people and just bonk them on the head yeah. with a crowbar yeah just, <laughs> and the way he does it is just so it's like a second grader in a play you know it's like here i'm doing it now bonk you know <laughs> it's yeah. so low effort like bonk bonk on the head yeah, and it's so repetitive. Like, that part of the movie is so repetitive to the point of, like, why are we doing this again and again? It's like, yeah. at least have some variety in it. Like, have a guy not pass out, have someone run away. I guess they did have some, one person run away once. But it's like, to set up the character as being pretty incompetent mm-hmm. and, like, a schlubby, out-of-shape guy... Like, you would expect more complications to happen, but nope, he just walks up and bonks him. <laughs> he's That's all a, he's got to do. He's a parking lot attendant, so he basically is like a security guard that watches security cameras in this parking, in this underground parking lot, and uh, and uses that information to understand when people are alone and he can bonk them on the head. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of his victims, he actually... They actually have a kid in the car, and you're like, oh, no, what's he going to do to this kid? And he leaves the kid alone. Mm-hmm. So Martin's not all bad. He leaves the kid mm-hmm. alone. I mean, he takes his parents away and is going to put them in a human centipede, right? A 12, 12 person human centipede. Uh-huh. And he's going to make them shit into each other's mouth. And, and that's not super. I mean, cool. for all we know, they might already do that. Right. That could just be their Tuesday night. Yeah, it's a perfectly normal thing for a lot of people. But the kid is left alone in the car. So you're like, there's hope. <laughs> you're so uh, you 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 don't you don't care, you don't care at all. You just you you're just done with this movie, aren't you? Um, <clears throat> I mean, this part of the movie is just so uninteresting to me. Like the the two parts that I would leave in is like him obsessing over the human centipede. That's pretty great. And then masturbating with sandpaper for some reason. I was going to say great. that too. Um, maybe some of the like some of the flashbacks to his home life would be pertinent or entertaining. But uh, other than that, like the capturing of the people just does nothing for me. It's like this is very very repetitive. It's like what about can you differentiate between any of them other than the one where the girl walks into the stairwell that's the oh, only yeah, one man. that seems the therapist in the car scene was pretty disgusting and hilarious like he walks into his therapist is in his parking lot having sex with a hooker sex worker sex worker my apologies we don't want to no don't want to offend people offend listen anybody. to the human centipede 2 review um his therapist is having sex with a with a what sex worker sex worker and um and but he's lament this therapist is lamenting i wish now this is a direct quote so please don't okay don't be upset with me i wish i was fucking that retarded boy instead 
And you're like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Um, <laughs> Which is a little weird because he's not a boy. He's talking about he's talking about Martin. Yeah, he's talking about. I mean, that's implied. But right. Martin's a full grown man. Yeah, but you kind of look at him as a boy, right? I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't know. these this is this is could be a colloquialism, you know. There, mm-hmm. this is the UK. That boy, that boy ain't right. Um, and he's not. He's not okay. But no. he gets his therapist in. He's neurodiver- neurodivergent, right? And uh, and his therapist actually ends up being the dead middle of the human centipede, mm-hmm. which, yeah. as we discussed in our original review of the first movie um you know which is the worst which position? is the worst position it's a lot easier to to uh, you know nail that down when there's only three positions right head we played the, we played the game head middle ass f- from human centipede to deter like fuck mary kill yeah it's very nice and tight tidy game concept this one you'd be like all right i'm gonna play a new game <laughs> Head, middle, 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 All right. All right. Okay. You got a dozen people. Let's assign them where we would put them on the line of human centipede. Okay. Okay. We're going to do it real quick. Okay. Okay. We got Vin Diesel. So the Avengers. No. We got the cast of the MCU. The Expendables. Oh, the Expendables. For obvious reasons. Uh-huh. So where does Vin Diesel go? Vin Diesel, uh, he'd be second from last. Wow, what? Yeah. Why do you dislike Vin Diesel? I don't know. Why do you like him? I don't know. I always like I always like Chronicles of Riddick, okay. Riddick movies. I I don't know. He's fun. I I always thought he got a weird amount of shade thrown at him. It's just I don't necessarily hate him, but I see no like it's it's like a nothing for me. You know those. It's how much is the celebrity worth uh-huh. sites? He's uh, supposedly, I don't know how accurate any of those things are, but supposedly he's worth $250 million. Well, yeah, he's the beginning of the one of the largest franchises in history. Yeah, I mean, he must have worked some sort of deal where he gets a percentage of the profits or something like that, because that you just wouldn't be worth that much. Right, he was the second lead in the first movie, so like, if you're going to build a franchise off of it, people that are fans of the franchise are going to want to see uh, Vin Diesel, I can't remember his name in the movie. Yeah. yeah they're going to want to see him again in the sequels, which gives that actor the position of saying like, oh, you want to build a franchise off of me? me? Huh. Okay, we'll pay the fuck up, yeah. and I'll do it. Yeah. And that's... I mean, you can do that. Bravo. I don't think, you know, I don't think even like real, there's a lot of real big, big actors out there who are not even close to that, you know? No, but I mean, yeah, if you got a 12 movie franchise or something like that, it's like, yeah, you can get a taste of that. Yeah, I suppose so. Anyway, um, well, let's see here. So, yeah, for some reason, he's, um, He's san- he he he's super obsessed with the human centipede, mm-hmm. and masturbates with sandpaper mm-hmm. over it. Yeah, as one does. At is that something? Is that something you do? You got sandpaper? Oh, that's what you that's don't. For. That's what that's for. 
Um, yeah, I mean, so this so once he gets all his segments of the centipede together, um, he starts. Then the movie kind of begins, um, mm-hmm. which is he knocks their teeth out with a hammer. Which yeah, is I mean, the, really the, the contrast of the full movie. The whole point of the movie is like the first one. Uh, Dieter Laser is an actual like doctor. Like he's he's dedicated his career to the merging, or well, his was like separating Siamese twins, and then he was like had the knowledge and like obsession to reverse that process, basically. Um, and so he's he's clinical. He's got like a stuff, and then there's there's a little bit of like dirtiness in in his setup or whatever, but. Um, it's very professional and clinical. And then the, the contrast is this is just some schlubby idiot that just wants to do it. And what would that look like? Yeah. And it looks pretty rough, oh. you know? Yeah. It's a lot of duct tape. Yeah. No. <laughs> Unironically, like literally he's just like, just staples and duct tape. Right. Like we're just blasting it in there no like anesthesia no one's hooked up to anything i like the concept of this a little bit too much i think i where it's like a guy obsessing over the first movie right like it's not terrible like it's not a an awful way to do a sequel and they even get the actress from the first movie uh ashlyn yenny as He's like he's like calling her and trying to get her publicist to come out, you know, just so he can uh-huh. get her as the front of his. his yeah, he like centipede. does. He like says that she's being called out to audition for a Quentin Tarantino movie, and she's so excited. And then, a little did she know it's a Tom Six movie. Yeah, <laughs> again. Oh God damn it! Uh, not again. I hope they, I hope they wash their butts. Um, Which was like a a question I had on the commentary. What were the what were the uh, auditions like for Human Centipede Two? Like, did they have to trick them? <laughs> what do you mean? All right, you're gonna you're auditioning for a renowned horror director. Like, um, so you know it's a little extreme. Like, how do you feel about nudity? Okay, yeah, I'll write that down. On a scale of one to ten, how? comfortable are you being uh close to other actors oh i'm i'm a people person good you know yeah i'm i'm whatever the shot calls for have you ever done any open mouth kissing oh yeah of course okay yeah sure yeah um how do you feel about analingus excuse me well a mouth i I think i I might not have heard wait what i'm talking analingus it's like eating someone's asshole out oh you're young. What, You're like, hip. Are are you talk? Is this a personal question or um, are you coming on to me right now? Well, I mean, it's uh, we're seeing how comfortable people would be in different situations that might come up in a movie. Hmm. Um. I guess if it's tastefully done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Artfully done. Yeah. It has to be. It really has to be, you know, I'd have to appreciate the the artistic value behind it. Okay. How how do you feel about analingus for about 30 minutes worth of screen time? I guess that's realistic, you know? It's a proper proper amount of 
foreplay, you know? I mean, I do need work. <laughs> Badly. Yeah. Are we doing a porno? <laughs> oh, no. This is much worse. <laughs> it's a top six movie. Uh, oh, man. Anyways. Yeah, and... Oh, actually, you know... I kind of got a little, I got a little bit of extra joy out of this because there was a part where you were made super uncomfortable. Uh, oh yeah, yeah the uh, the cutting the knee tendons. Yeah, did something to me. He, I mean, there's a lot shown in this movie. Um, they really show him knocking teeth out with a hammer. Yeah, really show him, which was not great for me. I didn't love it. Uh-huh. I'll be honest with you. Uh, but then the next scene was cutting the uh, the <laughs> knee tendons. And he really pulls that tendon out, and Bryce was just beside himself. How was that? It was rough. Like, it was, I mean, that this is where, this part of the movie is where all the gold is. It's like, yeah, this makes you feel something, you know. There's going to be something in there that, like, you can't roll your eyes at and be like, ah, it's movie magic. It's like... There's enough visceral qualities of it where it's going to just affect you if you just sit there and watch it. And that was one of them. What about when he finally gets the whole thing together and he's excited for them to start pooping into each other's mouths? Yeah. So he starts squeezing their tummies uh-huh. and going <laughs> with his tongue. Uh-huh. He raspberries them. He's like, you need to do this. You need to poop now. Oh, yeah. We didn't mention that um, Martin doesn't have a line of dialogue in this whole movie i did mention that yeah and that's that's probably another reason why i dislike the first two acts of the movie as well it's like okay i get it it's like kid doesn't gonna, talk we get if it you're gonna make a strong choice and have your lead in your movie not have a line of dialogue yeah there'd be a lot better be a lot of stuff happening around them um yeah so that i think the <laughs> My favorite part is the whole movie isn't black and white. Mm-hmm. Like, and I guess the black and white version is the original version. Like, I don't know if there is a color one, but if there is, it's the re-release or whatever. Right, I think so. But I like the nice little touch that it's black and white, except for <laughs> when they're defecating and a little bit of poop leaks out from the seal. The mouth to ass seal. Not a little bit sometimes. Yeah, not a little bit. So it's like uh, I said in the commentary, like, you know, on Schindler's List, okay, where it's black and white, but it's got the little girl in the red coat. Like, it's that little pop of color that really sells it because you see that that red coat laying on a pile of other coats of, you know, uh, Jewish people that are massacred. Didn't think there would be a precious... uh, uh, tie-in? Didn't think there'd be a Schindler's List right. tie-in. I mean, it's comparable. <laughs> but, yeah, in this movie, the pop of color is the poop. Or it's like, this is where we're putting all of our intention about where we want people to focus. And the focus is diarrhea. <laughs> <laughs> it's so gnarly. Uh, ah, wow. Yeah, that's what you, we're working with. You really do sacrifice a piece of your soul when you watch something that's just just gross for grossness sake. Yeah. I felt this way a little bit about the sadness. Yeah. Um 
more so maybe about about watching the sadness. Yeah. And you know it's a weird it's a weird juxtaposition the sadness versus this cuz the sadness is so hyper colorized. Uh-huh. You know, like it felt oversaturated. Um and this is in black and white and both are they work in their own way, you know, like really see a lot of wet goopy blood in the sadness and nastiness and in this I mean you really see the dark gross grittiness of this whole thing I gotta say it's not a bad choice to have it in black and white I think it I think it's effective as a black and white movie there's a pregnant lady (laughs) yeah the the capstone of the grossness is the the result of the pregnant lady (laughs) What happened? I can't. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh! I blocked it out. <laughs> it's all. <laughs> so he bonks the pregnant lady, and you assume that she's dead. That's so gross. And he can he he even like listens to the the baby in her tummy, and he has like a, apparently perfect, um, you know, uh, hypersonic hearing. But uh, but in the end, the 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 pregnant woman is actually still alive, and she makes a run for it. She makes an escape. But she goes into labor, and as she's in the car, she gives birth, and the baby slips underneath the the pedal, and she stomps the baby. <sighs> like, this is... That's like the P.A. Stella resistance of this movie. Like, yep, this is where we're going. So uncalled for. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't even make but that's, sense. That's in, exactly what this type of movie is made for, is right. for that scene. It's so absurdly over the top. There's almost no way. I, at first, I was so offended. I was just like, why would you do that? There's uh-huh. no part of this that makes sense. It's just it's just gross. And then I, I went, oh, it's just gross. Right. It's just gross for grossness yeah, sake. Yeah, it's supposed to be gross and tasteless. Is Tom Six being like, okay, you've handled all that. Try and handle this. See what's disturbing? A lady giving birth to a child whose head she then stomps on in glee to get away from this. Well, not in glee. She, she was do- pretty excited. She doesn't know that she was doing it, I don't I think. Felt, I felt like she... Um, well, here's the thing. As horrible as it can get. This is where your three points came from. (laughs) In film. As horrifying as that is, like, and that's going to stick with you. Give me a headache Out of, like, all movies. Like, holy shit, how could they possibly put that in? Like, that pales in comparison to, like, pretty much any run-of-the-mill war atrocity. Really? You hear of, like, like we... Speaking of the sadness, this came up like, yeah, or no, the the wailing. I guess is when it when it came up, we talked about kind of the um, implications in that movie that where the the antagonist was Japanese. Japanese. Yeah, it's like yeah. If you want to see uh, how bad reality can get, like look at the Japanese activity in World War Two, and I'm not talking about Pearl Harbor. <laughs> yeah, actually. Um, we had a patron who, uh, join who uh, knows a decent amount about the um, mm-hmm. the history there, and uh, my suspicions were confirmed that uh, that yeah the the Japanese guy being the bad guy in the whaling 
that is not accidental. That is very obviously intentional yeah. and historically significant. Uh, yeah, it's not just being an outsider. Right. Yeah, it's no. A very specific outsider. Yeah, the Japanese, mm, historically, not super popular in, in Asia uh, because... I mean, this country was a real jerk. Yeah, they've been... <laughs> They've done some bad things. J- Japan was a real rascal during World War II. Before then, and for centuries. Right. <laughs> um, anyhow, uh, but, you know, we all love them now. I mean, who doesn't love Hello Kitty? Um, <laughs> this movie is so, so fucked up, and uh, I, I respect it for that. I, I'm impressed uh-huh. with the lengths to which he was willing to go... Just to be like, see what I can do? Look what I can do. Yeah. I mean, that's where it gets its two points for me. Three points. You give it three. Well, I know. It would have been a one, though. One is the bottom of the scale. It gets an extra two points. Oh, got it. Got it. For that aspect. Yeah. But hey, listen to me. I'm comparing it to renowned movies like Precious and and Schindler's List. List We even got the whaling in there. Significant war atrocities. And yeah, it'll make you feel something. Got that right. I who would you recommend this to? Anyone? I mean, if you're just in it for the depravity, if you like gross out, you know, goopy horror, like this, this will have something for you. But I feel like it's going to weed out deep breaths. It's going to rough. That first hour is going to weed out a lot of people. Like if you don't like. Um, mood you know where it's like if you don't like the visceral like um i don't know what you'd call it nastiness just nastiness and and like mood setting and tone for tone's sake yeah then you're probably not gonna like the first hour of this movie but it's also one of those that you could probably just skip forward to the end and You'll see everything that no, everyone talks about. I don't want to. I don't want to. Let's get into it came from social media. Okay. Chimney Christmas. Yes, it came from social media. To fill the world with terror. To bring you unforgettable suspense. <laughs> what was it? Where did it come from? Who were the all-powerful creatures it brought from social media? And what did they want on Earth? This is just stuff that came to us from fans over social media, over our email. Uh, I think through our email. Um, yeah, we last episode, uh, we talked about Mariah Carey. Uh, <laughs> and I was... I was excited because I'd been going back through her catalog and being like, wow, this is great, this is great. And... Um, <laughs> We received this email from Dan C., which I am so happy to read on air. Uh It goes like this. Hi, David and Bryce. I like that he put me first. Mm -hmm. Uh, I listen to a lot of your episodes as you always offer the most in-depth conversation about new horror and old horror I'm actually watching. I've thought about writing in a bunch of times before uh, some things that have been a little problematic but ultimately, I believe you guys mean well, and I've decided not to. Well, thank you, Dan. I appreciate the vote of confidence and and um, do know that 
we are not trying to be problematic. Um, we we just, just are. just are by accident. However, he says, the most problematic behavior is not having the facts straight when we're talking about Mariah Carey. <laughs> I am a lamb, parentheses, Mariah fan. So this is interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, and part of the lamely, the Mariah fan community. So apparently Mariah fans are called lambs. Mm-hmm. And the family of lambs is called the Lamely. Mm-hmm. I am on the edge of my seat. He goes on. Love that you've been into Mimi lately and wanted to answer some of those questions real fast. The fall off after Nick Cannon was because she had a really difficult pregnancy with twins from him in 2010. Gestational diabetes and extreme swelling, which led to 100 pound weight gain during the pregnancy. When she eventually got back to working, she hired this monster manager, Stella Balaknikov, Balaknikov, who is infamous in the industry and allegedly peed on Mariah's staff. What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> peed on Mariah's staff. She had her advertising for SodaStream in Israel only and mobile games. Uh, huh. uh, and she was already well into her 40s at the time she got rid of Stella. So radio hits are pretty hard to get for women at that age. As for the idea that she fell off because she was choosing her own stuff, mostly not accurate, Bryce. Mm -hmm. Um, She wrote and produced almost every song since debut with collaborators because she doesn't actually know how to play piano but was married to uh, Sony Records CEO Tommy Matola, who pushed her in a white adult contemporary direction until the Butterfly album in the late 90s, when she was divorcing him and started making R&B. He did try to get revenge by making J-Lo's career try to rival Mariah in 2001, stealing samples and collaborators from her before she released her tracks to make J-Lo's I'm Real and... I'm Real Remix, ironically. Love the pod. Keep doing what you're doing with horror and continue with your Mariah nostalgia listening. Good news, Dan. First of all, thank you for listening. Good news is I've been continuing listening to Mariah because, well, it's just a bottomless pit of great shit. So I've, uh, I am maybe in the beginning stages of being a lamb and... If so, how do I become part of the Lamely? <laughs> and where do I get to pee on her staff? Yeah. <laughs> well, you got to be her manager to do that. So, yeah, I also like that in in one of his replies, he says, you just listen to the, the end of the Nope episode. I wrote Stan in my email, but wasn't sure if you would know what that was. So I changed it to Mariah Carey fan. Bryce got the definition and his uses in example sentences correct. How did I respond to that? What did I say? I think I responded to it. No, I responded to it, too. Oh, good to know two people understand that reference. Ah, there you go. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh... See, my addiction to TikTok comes with two things. Like, it comes with a debilitating need for novelty. And it comes with my 
understanding for the of the kids generation on how they talk and that's that's one of the things so if you want to know where uh you know the lingo is coming from you got to get on tiktok you're not cool man just because you know the lingo i mean i guess you can't yeah um more we got to expand our audiences our audience is aging oh dear they're gonna age out yeah well so so 30 and 40 year olds are gonna just die off we need to we're gonna go with them we need to find you know the younger generation and use words like stan and mid (laughs) (laughs) what's mid (laughs) is that like is that just mean like Middle ground. Yeah, it's yeah, what it's, you would it's assume. It's just like, ah, who cares about it's that? Like, oh, Mariah Carey's average, mid. Average. Um, I don't think Mariah Carey's mid. James J, who's a uh, very uh, uh, familiar face in the Facebook group. Um, by the way, if you want to join that Facebook group, check it out on Facebook. A um, lot of people, nice people. Um, it's a great place, and it's got a lot of great horror memes and stuff. But James J um, says, "Cheers to David Dave for repping some ODB with Mariah Carey on that Nope Afterpod. Literally the only song by Mariah that I love. Rip old dirty, yeah, rip in peace, ODB. Um, and uh, yeah, we do. Uh, he's bringing up the Afterpod, and we do get into it on the Afterpod on that one as well about Mariah. Um, and just our last, we got Alt Jed." James on uh, on that Facebook group says upgraded my Patreon to get those early access reviews. Amazing! So um, there it is. You got a little bit of a little bit of taste of what's been happening on our social media, and uh, and we appreciate that you appreciate our uh, our offerings over there on Patreon. Alt Jed. So y'all, I hope you have a great day. I'm starting to flag. We need to get some food up in here, bro. All right. All right. I got to pee. I do too. So I got to pee on Mariah Carey's staff. Thanks <laughs> to everyone for listening. I hope you have a great week. If you want some access to that uh, Human Centipede 2 commentary track, check out our Patreon at any level. It's out over there. Um, make sure to share the show with a friend. That helps us out a lot. Drop us a nice review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Uh, special thanks to all of you special listeners. And uh, and as a recommendation for me, like a great double feature, just saying, Schindler's List, Human Centipede 2. There it is. Bye. Have Bye. a great week. Hello and welcome to Horror Movie Talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 but we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good. Poop again! <laughs> <laughs>